That was like Cthulhu <laughs> more than anything. Summoned a demon or something. We need more Cthulhu representation in our media. If you speak a word of what I'm about to show you, you will be executed for high treason. It's beautiful. It's the greatest encryption device in history, and the Germans use it for all communications. Everyone thinks Enigma is unbreakable. Let me try, and we'll know for sure. Mr. Turing, do you know how many died because of it? I don't. Three. While we've been having this conversation. <laughs> All right. We might be like... Welcome. Oh, yeah, <laughs> Shut the fuck Sorry. up. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to the third edition of What the Film. Yes. <laughs> we, have, we actually have <laughs> a name. <laughs> we made it. We, we have a name now. Uh, we're so happy about it. You can listen to it on Spotify. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> as you might be doing right now, which is amazing. Castbox, it's always fun. Uh, on iTunes, hopefully. Every, on iTunes soon, hopefully, or uh, at a gas a gas station near you, you can buy the DVD <laughs> oh, <laughs> version to CD. We're gonna be in the bargain bin, aren't we? <laughs> the, the bargain, bargain bin. The, in the entire trilogy, you can buy it now. The one that's next 10p. to like the canned section the or something, like the bean section. Yeah. The Outgun Crisps. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> so yeah, welcome ev- welcome again to the third edition, as we said, to what the film, and today, or tonight, mm-hmm. depends on where you are listening to it. Good morning, good night, good evening, we should do um, <laughs> Whatever you're doing now. Try not to if offend you're driving, anyone. If you're driving a car, listen, but also <laughs> don't lose <laughs> focus on the, on the road. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, tonight we're going to be talking about the imitation game you mm-hmm. Are you excited? Yeah, I'm pretty excited, dude. Yeah, uh, it's such a good film. Mm. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the imitation game. Uh, so we both watched it fairly recently. Was it last week we saw it? Yeah, or, it's been about uh, a week for me. Yo. Yeah. So uh, we just had a little uh, pre-talk before we started uh, hit record just to go through some aspects of it, but. Um, so, the imitation game, um, we'll just give you, the the, the, the listeners, a brief um, uh, synopsis of what the story is about. The imitation game is, uh, is the historical film about uh, the, the Enigma machine, or the code breakers behind the breaking the Enigma uh, code during the Second World War. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and the main focus of the, or the uh, protagonist is Alan Turing, the... Inventor, I, yeah, I would call him an inventor. Yeah, behind the 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 machine that would eventually crack the Enigma. So the Enigma machine. So during the the, the Second World War, for those who haven't seen the film, maybe or just hasn't read up it. So during the war, the both I think I think pretty much everyone used a sort of a familiar device to the Enigma, but the Germans used a device called Enigma to. Uh, send coded messages mm. so you would insert your message and out would basically come gibberish if you didn't have the correct enigma settings mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and every day at 12 the code restarts or like the enigma resets so because people would think oh yeah we, we, well if you have an enigma machine as they do in the film and very very early on just type in the the code of text and you will receive the uh, correct message again mm. but when they change the settings every 12 every every morning or every night 
it becomes a very tedious task and they and they, and they mentioned in the fi- in the film if they cuz the enigma had 10 or was it 100 million 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 or 10 million million or something it was like an yeah, incredible number uh, settings for the enigma machines hmm. and i would take how many years would it take i think it would take million years something if people like tried that. yeah with four people tested. they said yeah yeah 24 hours testing. 7 days a week Every day testing one uh, setting a minute or, or a second or something yeah. it was insane. <laughs> That's crazy. Like whoever invented it, like, damn. Yeah, the Enigma was really powerful, mm. and they kept it a secret for the Germans throughout the war after cracking the code even. Mm. And uh, pretty, I think pretty far on even to into the Cold War. I think. Oh really? Wow. Because they didn't. Yeah, because uh, they never knew, like, maybe maybe during the Cold War or uh, in case of another war um, or a situation where they would need to crack the code again, I guess, something. Yeah. But, yeah, it was quite hidden. I think it, the, the official uh, documents about the, the entire event with Alan Turing and the team of Codebreakers, I think it was... Released in only in like seventies or sixties. Oh, really? They oh, were released. They, they were released. That's kind of yeah. Yes. I mean, this film's kind of like a. I was just gonna say that's kind of tragic, because like, yeah. what happens in the you end of this film too? Yeah. So we can you can sort of uh, begin by uh, telling the plot if you want to. Like yeah. The story. Yeah, pretty much. Like I wanted to kind of start off by like taking a look at the poster because I just noticed this as well. Mm-hmm. Um. Like the film's posters kind of got this cool text layout similar to like the codes they have in the film but obviously it just says uh the imitation game but it's done in like like a four by three kind of format i mean four by three yeah by three four five no five by f- like four but depends on the words i guess but so that's kind of mm-hmm. cool all right <laughs> Tell us the story, Ishan. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, funny that you ask me that. Okay, yeah. I'm going to do a terrible job now, aren't I? Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so the story starts off with um, two policemen who show up at Alan Turing's house. We quite, we don't quite know what happened. I mean, the whole place is disheveled. Clearly, there's been a burglary. But um, we kind of get an introduction of what Alan's character is going to be like because he's... You know, he's not a straightforward, um, I guess, witness to this whole thing. Mm. I mean, he doesn't act, quote-unquote, normally towards the policeman. He's kind of rude. Um, and he's obviously way more intelligent than they are because he can kind of, like, hop around their questions and, like, kind of mislead them and make them seem confused, kind of, just with his wit and, like, um, I guess, sort of like an you know arrogance kind of thing, he, the vibes he gives off. Um, so the two policemen are kind of like, you know, they, they leave the scene not, not knowing what's been stolen because I think Alan Turing doesn't tell us what's been stolen of his as well. So that kind of opens up this whole rabbit hole of, um, like an investigation by that one policeman, which kind of opens up the story. Yeah. Sort of like an obsession because he, he starts to go further into, into Alan Turing, who is this character and he, yeah. He gets. He, he tries to get into his military records, mm. and you see that. Mention, okay. mm-hmm. Sorry, like it's it starts off almost to the end of the story, right? This is after he's cracked the code. 
Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of cool mm. in a way. It's like Pulp Fiction. Yeah. <laughs> in a way where it's like it, it, it stories goes like back order. And f- yeah, yeah. It's go- it goes like a bit back and forth. Uh, mm. It's very interesting, but um, but it's uh, it's very interesting that so he gets on on a sort of police officer or like the inspector. He gets on like this sort of. Uh, uh, journey to try to do, to uncover who this character is like why would this yeah. uh, prof- math professor be have his because he finds out that, that his military record has been classified mm-hmm. and when he f- finally find, finds the, the files it says they're erased yeah. and who one math professor has his <laughs> military <laughs> records as uh, non-existent essentially mm-hmm. and um we sort of deep into that, yeah. uh, and he's, get, he's getting re- accused of being a possible Soviet spy by him at that point, but that comes mm-hmm. into play later too, as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, and and so and, and and from there the sort of the story becomes or the narrative becomes a very uh, traditional like mm. uh, goes in a in a, in a certain way. If, if also the rest of the story is is pretty, it's not basic, but it's. Uh, he goes on telling, okay, so this guy, Alan Turing, uh, mm-hmm. or, I mean, the British the, the, are sort of losing the war at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the German Reich is uh, occupying uh, most of Europe, Europe and uh, conquering in their, in their path. Mm-hmm. But, and they said, and uh, the government uh, realized they need to break the enigma or to... Uh, intercept uh, German messages mm. because everyone could get the hands on the messages. Just mm-hmm. you did, just need to crack them because they were they were on just regular frequency. Everyone with a with a radio set at home could pick it, pick them up, yeah. which is kind of insane, actually. <laughs> it's kind of is that intentional by the Germans? Is that them like showing off, or is that just like? Ooh, that that I actually never thought about that, but but it could be. But uh, is is I just a limited limitation of the technology at the time? Mm. I just kind of wish it was like arrogance. They're like, "Yeah, well, you're you're never going to be able to crack it." So here you go. It sort it is thing. sort of, it is sort of. I think it's I think it's a mix, like because yeah. otherwise they would need to like send secret fi- um, uh, files like uh, in the mails and mm. and stuff like that, mm-hmm. which would just wouldn't be possible because of time and needing to execute German commands at at a moment's notice, right? Yeah. But but it's it's sort of arrogance in the way that they show. It's it's like a tease, you know. It's like mm. they have the message, but they can't intercept it, and it, or, I mean they can't understand it to crack it. Yeah. So the British government set out on getting a, a team of experts, or in deciphering uh, secret messages, in maths, in chess, in poetry, and all pe- people from mm. from around the country, the the best and. Uh, Best minds, and Al- best best minds of of Britain, and mm. Alan Turing is one of these. Um, but as the as the, and as the, it goes on, uh, the rest of the so the, the team of code breakers mm. uh, try to break the code regular way by going through and doing logical findings, uh, mathematical an- analysis, and going through what can be, and they are able to decipher some. Like a couple messages, I think maybe, but it is like a really late time. Yeah. And but Alan Turing, on the other hand, he invents this machine, mm. which he calls. Uh, oh my God! He calls him uh, Christopher. Uh, Christopher. Christopher. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Christopher. And this machine will allow 
the British to intercept every message every mm. day and cracking him instantaneously. Yeah, I mean that's that's his plan, isn't it? I mean, because mm-hmm. um, like a lot of his, you know, um, like the people next to him, they kind of they don't really believe that that's that's the case. They kind of don't have much faith in no Andrew's exactly. um, kind of plan. Mm-hmm. And I don't really kind of I don't really blame them because he doesn't open up to them about it well, in no. the film at least. Um, he doesn't tell them his plan. He doesn't. He's kind of in his own corner. He's antisocial yeah. in a way. Antisocial, arrogant, uh, yeah. re- really quite arrogant. Mm. Um, but, but I think it, I, th- I can understand him as well. Like, say mm. say you were going to do something or like write something or create something or build True. something, right? I've been there. And <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and you want to, and and you know you what you need to do here and there yeah. and there, and. If you need to stop every second and explain everything to everyone, yes. it takes like, it becomes really tedious because they they wouldn't understand it in in, in the same amount of time. Because like times of the essence, right? Because times uh, of the essence. Yeah, there's a bit where they say, "Oh look, another you know Englishman died." Oh look, yeah. and another, and it's it tells you. I think it's when they the team meet up for the first time. Yeah, um, yeah and, and yeah. Uh, one of the uh, MI6 or yes. agents come in and he says, do you know how many uh, soldiers have died uh, <laughs> <laughs> because of Enigma? And it's mm. like 10. That's During crazy. We start this conversation or <laughs> something like yeah. that. Played by Mark Strong, who is yeah. like a great actor, but then he's also the bad guy for Shazam, which I also watched yeah. recently too. <laughs> I was like, enough. I was like, these guys must have like this contract where they do one great film and one not so great film, <laughs> yeah. or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so. Yeah. Um, and the film uh, continues. Uh, uh, people they feel like they're not getting getting anywhere, and they're getting more and more irritated by by Alan's behavior to, towards the mm. rest of the team not uh, refusing to cooperate on the traditional code-breaking ways mm-hmm. uh, that both the generals and the other break code-breakers m- insist on he needing needing them to do mm. so uh, Alan decides to bring on more crew more members yes. to, the, to the code-breaking team I, like, I love the and scene where he just fires the rest of them because <laughs> he gets put in charge right because in the beginning yeah. he isn't in charge right you know, yeah, he's just a yeah. regular code breaker. I think uh, at the time, uh, the, the guy in charge is Hugh Alexander. Right, uh, yes, the chess um, master, chess right? Chess master, yeah. Yeah. Hugh, Hugh Alexander is the, is the uh, man in charge. And mm. Alan, Alan Turing is so frustrated with this. So he sends a letter <laughs> to... Uh, Churchill. Churchill. <laughs> <laughs> and Churchill uh, asking about requirements to build a machine mm. and also becoming uh, head of the division mm-hmm. and Churchill accepts and he gets replaced and the first thing he does is so he asks so I'm in charge now and yeah. and uh, and uh, oh my god what's his now uh, Commander Denniston he says yes. Uh, <laughs> he was, yes of course yes you are unfortunately and yeah. Those two are fired now, just instantly mm. <laughs> fired. <laughs> yeah, he's dragging them down. He's dragging the whole and, project um, down, I guess. And Hugh Alexander and the other members of the team in, uh, just say, "Yeah, um, that's uh, that's 
inhumane even by your standards and 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 I, and I can understand from mm. like Alexander's view uh, I mean Hugh uh, that that would seem very rude because they yeah. were they they were brilliant men to start with they were they were brilliant men but true because like uh, imagine any help is help right any help is help yeah even and if they're yeah mm-hmm. any help is help and also that the um, the war is still going on and and and, and times of the essence as you said mm. and uh, and the fact that they don't know what Alan's plan is yet they so just yeah, they, they, the thing, yeah. they just think he fired them for not liking them or like um mm. they're not being smart enough but they are clearly quite smart mm-hmm. so he he, be, he becomes so Alan becomes uh, very unpopular to the team even more so because um uh, because now he's also the boss, uh, but he but he insists on hiring more people, more staff, because they have lost like two. Was it two or three? I can't remember. But two or three yeah. staff yeah. Are, are gone. So he sets out a way of hiring, which is actually used, I think, by by a lot of agencies today. Like these. Oh really? In in yeah in in, in other forms like you, you know the cicada right. Uh, this oh, 330. I heard about yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, on Reddit, right? Some, some, yeah, so some say like that that's the CIA or FBI. It sort of depends, but yeah. but 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 a lot of sites have come out and said, uh, yeah, this was a case by this and hiring people and oh, because it, it is it is a very interesting way of getting uh, code breakers or hmm. out of the blue because like it doesn't you don't need. Because if you're smart or brilliant, you don't need to go to like university or anything to like know you're good at code breaking. You just sort of are good with it, I guess. Yeah. Like you're true, a genius, true. basically. You're a genius, and if and if you can crack it in under ten minutes, you, yeah, you're a genius, and then you can come work for them, I guess. Mm. It's like a recruitment list because you can't fi- you can't recruit everyone yourself. They yeah. sort of got to come to you and show that they're smart enough. So there's hackers and stuff like that. They they get caught. And then they end up working for the CIA. Yeah, because <laughs> like mm. obviously they're brilliant and stuff. And yeah, no, yeah. a lot of a lot of those instances are like that. And mm. So yeah, um, uh, Alan Turing and the team uh, do a similar way by hiring mm. by Davey. He set out a, a crossword puzzle in the newspaper. Yeah, and and. Uh, those who can complete it under 10 minutes are told to come to a certain address in London for mm. uh, a secret meeting or brief or job opportunity. Mm-hmm. And, it's going to be the uh, most stressful environment ever. Yeah, so you, you enter this room and it's a uh, room full of uh, brilliant men, yes. uh, or smart men, and and uh, they're giving a test, and mm-hmm. uh, or, a, or, a, or is it a crossword puzzle? I think it's a cr- another qu- a crossword puzzle. Yeah. I'm not too sure, but... Uh, and Alan Turing says, uh, "Can is it possible?" Because he tells instructs his students to clear it in six minutes or something. Yes. And uh, the, the commanders uh, that, uh, ask, "Is that possible?" And he says, "No, I say I do it in eight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Alan's response. But before this, a strange face appears in in the midst midst of it all, a woman mm-hmm. named Joan Clark. Mm-hmm. And the reason why it's an odd face is because it's a woman at the time that's seen upon. They they even hint uh, say a lot towards it at the because uh, w- w- 
uh, when the military personnel stops her at the door because she she just like bursts in the door yeah. and says, "No, no, no, you're not supposed to be a woman. You uh, you're supposed to be up with the secretaries and uh, and um, that department." Mm-hmm. And uh, they even ask her, "Did you really do this, Miss Clark?" And, yeah, and that sort of. Um, it was like that at the time. It really was. I guess so. Yeah, especially yeah. I can see that in like a military environment too. Where yeah, it's all about like being manly and whatnot. Manly, and then, smart. Yeah. It's just uh, yeah. It, it, at the time, it was just like that. Women were supposed to be at the kitchen or at home with kids or something like that. It, it didn't. This was before uh, women sort of have real jobs in the sense yeah. that uh especially in Norway I think that happened I think in a lot of American countries as well or in, oh, really? in, in the United States when when World War II set out a lot of men left United States and, and um, or other countries so women had to take up a lot of jobs like postman and, and police mm. and and a lot of stuff uh, and it showed showed that the world that oh women can do stuff yeah and uh but that's, that's that's completely another topic now. But but no, John Clark, right, yeah, because yeah, you it, can it, see it, that it, later in that in that scene where you go during this scene you you're not too sure yet. But later on, she kind of voices her opinion about yeah. what her parents think, and you kind of mm-hmm. get the sense get the sense that she's not able to do what she likes, and she's got to listen to her family. Because um, yeah, yeah, obviously, like she's being controlled. Yeah. Exactly. Just because of the fact that she's a woman at, at during that time, I think, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm. No, so, so so it is it is quite interesting in in a sense mm, mm. that it used to be like that, but of course, um, uh, that's an, another story. Yeah. But but um, uh, so Joan Clark enters the room and does the the quiz, and she solves it in five point seven seconds or a minute or something I, I can't mm. really. and I wonder uh, if you can get the ha- get get your hands on that quiz now I'd like to try it <laughs> <laughs> finish it in an hour oh <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> god damn it <laughs> uh, did you but before did you see that oh it was uh, this meme I found and I loved it so much oh, so god. it was it was uh, it I think the text said when the puzzle or when the jigsaw says two to three years but you finish it in five days <laughs> oh right yeah, I yeah. am speed that, and then it's good it's got like a really smug looking guy he's like yeah hell yeah I did it I've seen that that's kind of, that's, dude that's the thing memes are gonna be like hard they're gonna be the code of the future people are gonna look back and they're gonna they're not gonna be able to figure this out like emojis like how how do people interpret this Paraglyphs and stuff like that. Like, like hieroglyphics, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my That's god. That's gonna be nuts. That's funny though. I like I don't know that one too. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. But uh Ah <laughs> uh, oh, memes. I, I sort of tracked up what 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 was I saying? <laughs> talking about memes. Oh no, you're talking about uh how she entered the room and she's able to yeah. finish it in five minutes. Yep. Yeah, and and Turing is impressed by the brilliance of her mm. the, the the brain. And, yeah. all, and also in the fact that she's different. And he's, That's a cool character point, too, yeah. Yeah, she's different. Because he's he, super different as well. Yeah, he's different as well. So they sort of connect on that, on that level. So uh, uh, Alan 
takes her in and mm-hmm. and uh, she's really joke Miss Clark is very appreciative of Alan or very thankful that um, mm. he uh, takes her on um, yeah. and uh, they sort of sp- start spending a lot of time together he sneaks out to give Clark information or codes to decipher so they two can work together on Christopher the machine Mm. And um, and uh, it comes to a point where you can already see at the beginning that Clark is sort of falling for uh, during anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, he, he, cause actually, Turing, he, which bit did you get that off? Because I kind of, I think I got it a bit later, where you kind of. I think see I think I got I think I think I got it when he got into the when he climbed in through the window. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Cause I think she was thinking like. Oh wow, like this could, like, obviously not just romantic, like he didn't just have romantic intentions, but that is kind of like a romantic move, right? Sort of just yeah. to knock on someone's window and... Yeah, yeah, exactly. But he snuck in with them high classified <laughs> uh, documents that could get mm. executed. Yeah, that'd be the last thing on mine, to be <laughs> honest, like romance. If there's like imminent war on our doorsteps, that'd be like the last thing I think about. Like, I don't know, oh, I don't know. I don't know, it sort of depends, because, like... <laughs> you're thinking of the chicks when you're getting <laughs> bombed. <laughs> <laughs> no, but... Because it, it, they were out in the countryside, and they say it in the film, even, that the war for us wasn't combat and and suffering and pain. Yeah. Our war was in documents, in... Because in, they let, they were out on, on the countryside in England. Mm. So they, they, they never saw any bombs or train yeah. uh, or air raids or anything like that. So yeah. in in that in that environment, I could easily see how you could still because they went out dancing and stuff. They they lived a normal life besides true, being true. seeing that. And I think a lot of people did that uh, both in Britain and other countries. They just they tried to live a normal life with the yeah. war going on. Of course, the war was a big topic and air raids were a thing and. Mm. But yeah, because there's a scene where they rush into the underground like subway system, right? Yeah, that's when that, that's in London, I think. Yeah, yeah, that's nuts. Yeah. Mm. Mm. No, it's very, it's it's, it's so interesting. No. Mm. But but yeah, uh, where was I? So yeah, Joan, uh, I mean Clark, uh, uh, sort of falls for Turing, but mm-hmm. it's sort of later revealed that Turing is a homosexual. Hmm. But. Clark doesn't notice, so Clark is first begging him, uh, is begging Turing to quit or like allow her to quit because yeah. uh, her parents are expecting th- these things from her. She's a 25 year old woman who's mm. not married and uh, alone because they just her parents just think that she's working in a radio factory, true, um, like manufacturing or something, yeah, like that. and she's wasting a life. And then Turing does the thing and proposes and to keep her, yeah. and uh, that's very romantic. I I really like that scene because it, it it showed like it show because you could later see that it wasn't because he was attracted to her. True, but he loves him. He he loves her in in another in another way. Yeah, it doesn't just have to be like yeah. sexual. No, you can you can love someone just because. Like, like I, yeah, like my, I love my dog. I love my friends. That sort of way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And 
and this is where the, in, in uh, so after the proposal there's like this uh, engagement party dinner thing uh, at the bar at the mm. pub down the street uh, where, the, where they're dancing and they're having a good time and and uh, Turing is, is sitting next to uh, John uh, Ke- Karen Cross I think his name is Karen Cross yes yeah Karen Cross uh, and he says and he admits to him that uh, or he or in a way he asks that what if I don't fancy Clark in that way yeah this is the first time you really clarify that it's that he's homosexual because mm. at the beginning you could sort you could sort of see it in these flashbacks to his friend Christopher during his young age. Yeah, that's what I was going to talk about too. The, yeah, because mm-hmm. it's like dramatic irony, right? Because of the film, we're able to know and learn like he's gay and stuff like that, but mm-hmm. like people around him don't quite know yet. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah, yeah. And I was I was I was thinking just just as you mentioned that I was just this popped up in my head like we've got this super genius right. In Alan mm-hmm. Turing, and then it's kind of ironic how like he it's it's kind of ironic and like tragic that he's got answers to everything apart from like how he's meant to feel. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of tragic in a way. Like he doesn't know yeah. how if this is a good feeling that he doesn't doesn't have like um, feelings for uh, Joanne or not, and it's kind of sad as well. Like he's yeah. great logically, but when it comes to emotions. He's gonna he's gonna get like in the previous scenes he gets nailed. I mean that's a true story apparently. He gets nailed underneath his school, mm-hmm. under the floorboards by like bullies, mm-hmm. uh, just because he was different. He was like separating the peas from the carrots during yeah. lunch. Yes, yeah, so it. Yeah, it's. Uh... But apparently that he wasn't much of an OCD kind of person like in real life. But that's just a film thing they added in. Okay, yeah. But yeah. he was, um, you know, trapped underneath the floorboards there in real life. Yeah. No, he, he was bullied in a way. And yeah. and there was this boy who stood up for him. Uh, mm-hmm. That we later, we, we, we learn at the very last end of the, uh, at the end of the film, we learned that he, he was, his name was Christopher. I just remembered they use that, there's a quote that comes up quite often. Um and it starts when he's underneath those floorboards. Um, the, the, the one about violence and how, like, if you take away... Like, violence is, is enjoyable. Mm. Um, but if you take away, I think, the pain of it, it doesn't... It's not as satisfying. So, like, mm-hmm. he kind of learns that through bullying. Like, he's... Th- through getting bullied, sorry. Because, like, he stops screaming and then the bullies kind of stop as well because they can't... Um, you know, enjoy his suffering, I guess. Yeah. So yeah, and then they repeat that after, but I can't yeah. quite remember which scene it was. <laughs> mm. Yeah, they they repeat it uh, at. Uh... Oh, I, I remember now. But you're gone, gone. Yeah, no, uh, no, you can go because I can't remember the. Oh, scene, but, <laughs> okay. but, but it's when it gets punched in the face by yes, yeah. by Hugh Alexander. Is it right? I believe so. Yeah, um, that that is when they finally crack Enigma, right? Yes, and he wants them to. Uh, Hugh wants to send a, com- a message to High Command that uh, U-boat mm. attack is Im- imminent on a freight ship across the Atlantic, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. Alan Turing refuses uh, yeah. and blocks his path because. So he, Hugh Alexander thinks, "What are, are you crazy? He's going to sink a ship for no reason." Mm-hmm. But and then he talks about the violence thing, like 
you get punched in the face and it says that you know why people like violence because it makes them feel good yeah uh, something and that's but so one day for actually break enigma which they do eventually in the film mm-hmm. um you know, by creating this machine called christopher which is yes obviously named after christopher the uh, the boy mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i was his childhood friend mm-hmm. um the thing that most people would do because i would have th- i think i would have done that immediately like you alexander just send a message yeah. that oh a ship is being attacked in the atlantic sea and especially then, when one of your colleagues' his brother is on the ship yeah exactly <laughs> It's like me going, oh, sorry, dude. I know, Johannes, your brother's on this ship, but I'm going to have to mm-hmm. <laughs> not. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, but that was such a powerful scene because he said, mm. what will happen? So, yeah, no, no. Uh, no yeah, he say, yeah, no, we will save lives. No, what will happen? What will the Germans think happened? Mm-hmm. A freighter ship on out of the middle of nowhere suddenly air bombers attack exact their exact uh, coordinates they will think they've broken enigma and they will have developed a new system for the enigma by the next morning Mm. for nothing two years work for nothing Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and for the rest of the war in all secrecy even the government weren't allowed to know that they had broken enigma Oh, because right, because right. of because of agents and those spies and double agents and stuff, mm, true, and true. Um, so they would feed information to uh, MI6, the secret uh, uh, organization in 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 Britain at the time. Uh, still yeah. is, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And feed it information like where they get the information from because they can never get it from them. Mm. Because then they will know how they correct it. So, feeds little pieces of information, the minimum for to get notice, but the maximum they can do to win the war. And like, yeah, like planning the D-Day operations and uh, other attacks that are crucial. Mm. But it's, it's like really, a cat and mouse sort of game almost. Yeah, it's cat and mouse, and they, in a way they they act like God, or they they decide who lives or who dies. Yeah, that's but, crazy. Um, that must be such a hard decision, though. Yeah, I'm sure it's it goes on to this day as well. Like even now. Yeah, and even now, yeah. that um, you can decide if we do this, they will know and they will die. Okay. It's this standard thing in like Call of Duty games, like take <laughs> a thousand life to save a million and stuff like that. Yeah. No, it it is a really hard situation to be put himself in. Yeah. But yeah, the, the pretty much what happens in the entire duration of the film, besides the thing we talked about just now, is that they're working on the codes uh, to try to break to build this machine because no one has believed in Al Turing about this machine he's mm-hmm. creating because it goes when he finally completed for the first time. Mm. It just keeps working it's like the, the yeah. rotating uh, motors are just running but no but they don't they don't know it, the machine doesn't know what to look for even mm. so they actually find so uh, it was one of the uh, telecommunicators or some of the sec- or, or, or secretary or something that uh, Helen call, I think yeah Helen yeah. Call, yeah she, she 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 jokes about having this German boyfriend <laughs> <laughs> 
Because I was like, where's the scene going? Because at, yeah. at that point, you just think, is this just like added stuff for. Yeah. Like, yeah. like it's like comedic almost, but yeah, go on. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. But, and then, because he always. And then they found out what. And then Turing blows. He, he goes, oh my god, he solved it. He rushes to the, to the machine. And mm. uh, and gets the transcribed message because usually you're supposed to start every uh, Enigma message by a random letter or random something. Yeah. But this man has uh, the German has always the name of the girlfriend or or some exos exos or I'm not sure what he has. But uh, silly like C I L L Y. Yeah, silly. Yeah. Is that a name? I've never. I'm not sure if that was the name or or it's just that Enigma has. Turned it into silly. Could be, yeah, yeah. true, true. But uh, and then uh, they would they would think what what words will always be in a message, and mm. they go through like they have they found this weather report. So it's weather. They know so so they know weather. So they set the machine to weather so to find that, mm-hmm. and also Heil Hitler. <laughs> every message. And, it's just crazy. Uh, and sharing answers. I fucking Hitler and that's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love that and there's a bit there's a quote before that too they say like I think Alan goes love just lost the Germans the whole bloody war mm. that's pretty good too because <laughs> that's nice. true right it's such a tiny detail that they just skipped over I guess because mm-hmm. that's what they would would they say that after every term like Heil Hitler like Hey, how yeah. you doing? How you learn? No, every 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 message or uh, so. If you were on the phone, you would instead of saying goodbye, you say Heil Hitler. Mm. Germans would always do that. It's crazy. I think I think probably you could do the reversing for Britain, like long live long live the Queen or something, or mm. or uh, good afternoon or something like that. But they Could always you imagine had, after Hitler gets caught or like dies or wherever. Mm. Yeah, and then the German people or like the Nazis, still it still comes out of their mouth, but involuntarily, and <laughs> they're like shit. <laughs> uh, it, it probably happened to quite a yeah. few people, I think. It probably they get taken but, to jail often. No, I didn't mean it, it. But but it was because it was a lot like used. It was like Heil Hitler, Heil Hitler, mm. like have a good morning, Heil Hitler, or something like that. Mm. But uh, but of course, yeah. So it's it's a, it's, a, it's a very interesting. Uh, the the music, uh, by the way, is phenomenal in this in this film. I was going to mention that who, is, who has done the music again it's the one and only uh, Alexandre Desplat such a good um, soundtrack it's, okay. it's, it's original MC. as well right yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. and uh, and they crack Enigma and they start feeding out what they can feed hmm. and then the sort of sad twist comes by yes. all this the war ends uh, because of them Mm-hmm. Then everyone goes back to living their, nor- their normal life, and we're back at where the film started with uh, the police officer investigating into Turing. Because he's, ju- he's Turing has just told the police officer this story now, and he's sentenced for indecency because of his homosexuality. Yeah, because he, he's caught paying for sex or something. I can't remember what it what it was. Mm-hmm. And. Um, uh, it's like kid. why? Why has this policeman got so much free time? Like, go s- solve a crime, solve mm, exactly. some petty crime. That's some like CIA stuff, right? Why is yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's quite weird, right? I yeah. think I think it's, it's I think it's because it's my this might be his break or something for police or like a promotion or yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Because yeah. 
a, a professor with uh, de- like classified military records. That's uh, pretty mm. hardcore stuff. But yeah, so uh, and he's uh, uh, sentenced for decency to either prison or chemical castration. Yeah, that just sounds painful. Yeah, it's uh, it's terrible. It's this um, yeah. medicine uh, slash poison, I would rather call it, that right. would sh- is intended to cure you for your homosexuality. By That's I'm actually insane. gonna I'm actually gonna look it up uh, now. Chemical castration because it's sort of like what is supposed to happen with it. But I think it's still used today, actually, by uh, but not by to towards homosexuals or towards like sex offenders. Oh yeah, I have heard of that. Yeah, mm, yeah. Uh, uh, so yeah, what what happens on? So this is uh, the effects on male. When used on males, these drugs can reduce sex drive, compulsive sexual fantasies, and can pa- and cap- and also capacity for sexual arousal. But it's really painful on the body. Yeah, yeah, I can way, imagine. Or uh, at least it used to be. I'm not sure if it still is, but. Uh, uh, as we can see during um, um, the final, the final uh, act, kind of, yeah, of uh, yeah. of uh, Turing, because you get because you get Joanne visiting him as well, right? And yeah, then later in life, yeah. It shows like their bond as well, because they're kind of told not to see each other by the MI6 agent. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bletchley, he kind of tells them, "You guys have never seen each other. You guys will never mm-hmm. be in contact with each other." But yeah, she exactly. goes to visit him anyways, and she sees him in this state. And mm-hmm. oh, it's so sad because he's not even able to solve like a simple crossword puzzle, right? Because yeah. like, he's so like distraught, mm-hmm. and yeah, it's just a shame because like obviously he's like a brilliant mathematician and like code breaker, and that's what happens to him. Like you'd think the mm-hmm. government would kind of, you know sweep down the rug and just like employ him for future sort of I don't know projects mm. but yeah it's just a waste yeah it's um, it was it, it's such a waste it's it, it's insane I'm just going through the um, the file here on his death uh, or like his uh, so he was sentenced so Turing didn't think he did he had done anything wrong but uh, his brothers and um and other lawyers uh, advised him to uh, claim himself guilty for having hmm. done uh, indecency to what? Arnold Murray, a 19-year-old man, a boy, okay, a homeless boy. But yeah, so he was uh, hormonal treatment because uh, the, the intention was to reduce his uh, libido, hmm. which is... Um, the sex drive and yeah the yeah. libido is a lad and it's like uh, Sigmund Freud talked about the libido it's like the your desire your uh, willingness to um, oh, right. to to want it um, so that was the intention of it mm. but uh, and he chose doing it So yeah, so this was a form of uh, chemical castration. As I'm just like reading through the, mm. through the. It's, it's so weird because it, it, it's so backwards, you know. Yeah. It's uh, it's so sad and it's. Um, 
They oh my god! To... So yeah, so so yeah. yeah. So they inserted in with this uh, this uh, fe- fe- female uh, hormone. No, oh, I see. Uh, All right. So uh, this was a form of uh, chemical castration. So here on Wikipedia, here it says that uh, during he got Im- impotent. Okay. Uh, like shortly so, after. Or? Yeah. Yeah, after oh, wow. after after doing this, uh, so impotent, and also started developing developing uh, gynecomastim. Oh, what's that? So that's actually female breasts. Oh, crazy! All right. So because of the hormonal change, um, uh, so this is a, a quote from Turing. Uh, I is in Norwegian here, but I gotta do it. Um, uh, He says, I'm coming without a doubt to come out. So he's coming out a different man. But right, he doesn't know right. who, is, who, who that would be. So Murray got uh, released, the, the boy. He had sexual incontinence. Hmm. Um, so the, the other thing that happened to him, he, he lost his security uh, clearance because of this. And uh, also his professor job... Uh, he was refused access to the United States. It's really like they must have like deducted um, just because of like you know statistics. Mm. Like he can't be the only if they you know thought this was a. I mean, considering that it's a criminal activity at that point, do they yeah. think like, oh well, he must be the only gay individual in the whole of the UK or the US? Mm-hmm. Like, surely that would mean, if there's, like, statistics and, like, oh, well, if this is happening, it, he can't be the only gay person. Like, exactly. following their logic, they'd have to arrest, like, 50%, well, 30% of the population or something. Yeah, I think. <laughs> like, it's, it's so stupid. Uh, it's so insane. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, after this, in 1954, he committed, uh, he took his own life um, by cyanide poisoning. Yeah. Which is actually... Uh, something we sort of can get hint at at the beginning of the film when they first think it's a break-in. He's here, mm. uh, Turing is on, his fl- on, is on the floor and says, don't breathe. It's cyanide. is on the floor. Oh, it's, yeah, it's broken. True, yeah, true, true. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, he's, they're, they're thinking that he did it by consuming an apple because they found an apple at the scene so he could insert it in that way that he would eat it. Uh-oh. Oh, see, oh, I was gonna say there is cyanide in apple seeds, but you need to eat like loads of them, like to mm. have the effect. So he must, yeah. Like, so you think you're saying like he injected it or like put it into the apple and like had it that way? Hmm. Oh, okay. Uh, Damn. He's he, oh. So here's a statement from his mother. He says her mother says, uh, her mother insists on that cyanide uh, could result as an accident because he. Because hmm. he was always at like the laboratory. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, but biographer Handro Hodge uh, insists insists on that Turing could have arranged the whole thing, for that his mother should would find um, uh, um, um, he suggested that the the thing sh- could have been arranged so, so that. Uh, her mother would know that she, he had committed suicide because oh. because uh, uh, the 
he suggests that he sort of recreated the scene from Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Oh, that's interesting. By eating an apple. Oh, wow. Because okay. uh, uh, someone has, David Levitt has stated that it's a very, uh, he had a very particular love for that scene in the film. Hmm. Uh, from when the scene when the qu- uh, bad queen uh, uh, puts the po- the apple down in the poison and yeah yeah so yeah that, oh, that wow. it's okay. like it's, it's kind of like, like theatrical yeah theatrical uh, goodbye in a way because because yeah. if if he just had had died from poison right oh it was mm. an accident but no, oh, yeah. I think I think he wanted people to know that I did this because people are not ready people are rude people are assholes basically in a way because yeah. of it it's sort of it's, it's sort of frustrating to read because mm. it's 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 so oh my god like national hero <laughs> in a way and you know i mean I, I've, an actual ad national hero and he's treated yeah. with that loses everything mm. when he has done everything for the country could it possibly be like a conspiracy because um Without giving like spoilers away to this other show called Chernobyl, mm-hmm. I mean it's not a spoiler. It happens in the first episode where um, the guy kind of responsible for like saving and like like kind of fixing the whole nuclear explosion in Chernobyl, mm-hmm. he commits suicide in the first episode, and um, you kind of mm-hmm. get this idea that he's being tailed by like government agents and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so he's almost not forced, but he's under constant surveillance. So he feels trapped in a way. Yeah, and I guess if you're under, if you if there's there's that paranoia, isn't that like, oh my goodness, like, I can't do anything. I'm being watched, mm-hmm. and like that might be happening with uh, Alan Turing too. So he, that could be mm-hmm. one of the reasons why he commits suicide. But I don't know. That's just speculation. I have no yeah. idea. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he got a pardon though, at least uh, by yeah. Her Majesty the Queen. Uh, too late <laughs> yeah like way too late he's like yeah. six feet under I mean and he's also on the new 20 pound note as well he is? that's uh it's not out yet but it's gonna be out soon yeah he's gonna be on it oh that's, that's so I guess that's something I think it's something at least uh, but I think the biggest takeaway is that his work influenced loads of other like mathematicians and you know mm-hmm. geniuses to come up with like computers and stuff like that Mm-hmm. So that's the best part. Yeah, he's he's basically the father of the computer. Mm. Uh, today we call him the computer, she said, and uh, and it's uh, incredible, the code breaker. He's one of the most interesting men I've read about in, in the last mm-hmm. uh, couple of years now. I think. Yeah. Yeah, cr- incredible man. Yeah, and he's uh, in a well. Benedict Cumberbatch is in another film about like Tesla and like mm-hmm. uh, Thomas Edison. Mm-hmm. But that's got terrible reviews. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The electric. War. I was like, why? Yeah. Yeah, no. People say the the story's boring, but I th- I'm I'm so interested to see it. Yeah, see what that's about. I might see that. Yeah. 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 Alan Turing, may you rest in peace. God bless yes. your soul. Uh, yes. He he deserves it all the way. Yep. Um. Yeah, I was thinking. Was there any points that stuck out to you? Any like interesting symbolism or like you know how we like to talk about that like like the noose in yeah stars but do you uh, notice anything i'm trying to think the symbols but. in the film um i think 
The only symbols I could remember would be... So we were obviously the boy, I mean uh, the Christopher. Oh yeah. That would be one of them. Um, yeah. Other other symbols. It's mm, I'm not too sure actually if if, Same. There, if if there is any like like really obvious in, in, in this mm. particular film. The film directed is by the by the way directed by the Nor- Norwegian filmmaker uh, Morten uh, Tidel. Oh cool, damn! All right. So, uh, oh my god. Uh, I actually think I pronounced his name wrong there. Wait a second. Oh my goodness, how? <laughs> You're Norwegian. Morten Tilden. How can you? There we go. Morten Tilden. Oh, okay. He's a, Who's previously done films such as uh, Contiki and uh, oh. uh, The Headhunters and The Passengers with. Uh, yeah, I saw that. Mm. Chris Pratt and like um, yeah, oh, I forgot her name. Uh, Lawrence Johans. Jennifer Lawrence. Jennifer right? Lawrence or yeah, yeah, Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 J Law. J Law. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so uh, um, he's, 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 a, he's a quite he's a very um, talented uh, director. Anyway, oh, cool! I really liked the uh, Imitation Game. I'm not sure what is late. I think. I'm not sure what his latest project is. Uh, I think it is Imitation Game Part Two. Di- I think that yeah. So the last this thing time he did he's was back from the dead. <laughs> the last thing he did was the the passengers, yeah, as films, and All he's right. he's doing some. He did a pilot show in 2018 called Tom Clancy's Jack Ryan. Oh, sick! Oh, that's uh, a Amazon uh, exclusive. Yeah. I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So right. he, um, yeah, he did. He. Oh, cool. uh, sure. I keep, kept seeing the advert for it everywhere. He's yeah, like, I'm yeah, a journalist, and he's like, "Get on the plane." <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. So he directed. I kept seeing it everywhere. <laughs> yeah, he di- he directed the pilot episode. So yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I'm trying to think. I think like the main theme about f- uh, the theme of this film is like secrecy, but in like both levels, yeah. like there's a secrecy of like government in- intelligence, and then there's the secrecy of. Um, Pet persons, people. yeah, and uh, of the mind, yeah. I guess, in a way. And uh, I, you know, what I f- discovered, like what was true love in this film, that is this is the part where uh, Turing reveals to Miss Clark, mm. uh, his, his his fiance or wife, uh, that that he's a homosexual. Yeah. And she says she knows in a way, or always known, mm. and said it wouldn't be too bad. They, 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 they would l- love it. Their, each other in in their own in their in their own yeah. way. Oh, that's cool. That was and like your moment, that, like your. Yeah, 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 and uh, and and that they would have it better than most marriages in a way. That, they that would is have, true. They would share the minds. That is true, especially because like he, I think the biggest thing is like he treats her as like an equal, right? Yeah. yeah. Like he exactly. doesn't. Yeah. He never wants, like especially in the no, beginning, he, um, when she comes in late. Um, mm-hmm. He kind of gives that god the satisfaction that oh, like he won. Like, cause doesn't he say, "Well, I absolutely don't agree with being um, late, Miss Clark." And then the god's like, "Here," yeah. <laughs> and then she's like, and he's like, "Well, well, sit down." <laughs> and he's like, "Wait, what?" So he's so, yeah, <laughs> exactly. like he doesn't have those. Uh, prejudices or anything like that so that's cool 
yeah, yeah. Uh, treats he treats her differently no it treats her normally in a world that treats her differently exactly. yep. and in a world that treats him differently mm-hmm, mm-hmm. exactly oh yeah see that's poetic uh, that's mm, a poetic, poetic shit right there really poetic shit <laughs> <laughs> love it but yeah man oh, so yeah it's interesting I, I mean if it wasn't for you either I don't think I would have wa- like this was way under my radar this film like Oh, I mean, really? I'd heard of it. I think my sister told me, like, oh, you should check this film out. I was like, all right. And then I just... Because mm-hmm. I'm... I'm so, <laughs> never. <yeah. laughs> I never listened <laughs> to my sister. But... Um. <laughs> no, I, I, I think we were... Um, I think I just... I, I, I think I rethought about it when we talked about uh, Rage of the Lost mm. Ark because of the Nazism and... Uh, and the films. Oh, another Nazism. I'm actually currently... I'm, <laughs> yeah, just, this I'm, is I'm the, actually, what the podcast is going to be about. Films about <laughs> Nazis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is all we talk about. Uh, that, that, rem- that reminds me of two very good films we should actually discuss. Uh, at a, at Mind Kampf? No, that's not a film, that's a book. Uh, <laughs> uh, but best selling all- author. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Let's no, not. But, um, uh, <laughs> Please. No, but, um, but um, two films I really want to talk about at some point, maybe, okay. uh, is. Uh, das Boot. Right, yeah, I've never seen that. Or, 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 or just The Boat in English, I think. And, uh, and, uh, Der Untergang or, uh, Downfall. Oh, wow. Uh, they sound, both they both sound films. like super ancient, like back in the day, sort of. Is that right? No, oh, really? d- so, um, uh, I can show you the links to both of them, but. Das Boot is, the, is like an old one. Mm. That's like it's an old U-boat film. Right, right. Uh, it was made during the same time. So the U-boat they use in like the third, in the first Indiana Jones film in Raiders yeah. of the Lost Ark. You know the U-boat scene is the same U-boat you they used in the film. That. Yeah, true, true. Yeah, that's why. So I'm I'm currently watching it for the first time now. So I'm I'm like doing it in sort of intervals because I'm always ba- back home very late. Mm. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, I kind of like but, doing that too, uh, seeing movies like half and half, because then I get to like think about it a bit more. Yeah, so, yeah I do like doing that too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, that's about the uh, yeah. So uh, 1981 is a good film, and uh, Downfall. Downfall. All right. Uh, which is uh, which is about Hitler's last day in the bunker. Oh. Uh, before he commit took his own life. Did he? Though? And it's mm. such, and it's such, and the film is so accurate, and the portrayal of Hitler is amazing. Yeah. The actor, the actor who plays Hitler in the film, um, uh, Bruno Kranz, uh, rec- he, he, I think he passed this year or last year. Is that year? the one with the meme? Yeah, Is yeah, that yeah. The yeah. Film? yeah, the one that everyone subtitles. Yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, when he when he when he points <laughs> when he points to the map. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. I'll see it then. Yeah, I want to see that now, just because of the meme. No, yeah. Well. No, yeah. It's he's such a good actor. Yeah. I've seen him in, in, in a few films, a lot of German films, but right. uh, but he did, yeah, he passed uh, in February this year. Oh, okay. Mm. He left a legacy behind. But, uh, He'll always be known as Hitler. No, he is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, cool. <laughs> no, but it's, he, uh, he has a uh, European Film Academy Lifetime Achievement Award, so no, he's, nice. he's really, really uh, talented. Yeah. No, that rec- uh, really because uh, people have like even histo- I think some historians have even pointed out how accurate the film is casted, mm. like the cast of people who play like uh, Goebbels or or Eva Brown or and oh, uh, they're so close to the characters and even 
location-wise, because it's, it's not shot like a traditional Hollywood yeah. film, right? It's, it's shot from Hitler's point of view, handheld cameras, oh. a lot of... Uh, yeah, really nice, really good. His last days in the bunker, damn. Because people, yeah, people say, I, like, I, he fled to, like, Argentina and stuff like that, too. Yeah, yeah, that's... It's, that's another <laughs> that's a, topic again. But, yeah. uh, <laughs> but according to the film and the historians, uh, he, killed, he took his own life in, in, in the bunker. Yeah. But... Reminds me of have you have you I'm sure you've heard of this the whole like Jeffrey Epstein thing. Have you been following up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's some crazy yeah. stuff. Yeah, that's another uh, another topic there. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, yeah, de- definitely check out uh, Downfall as well. All right. If we are going to discuss it, if we're, if we're, I think we're having a. I feel like we're having a World War Two month or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> definitely. But yeah. Yeah, because it's like oh, it's really good. one of the biggest mm. wars, right? S- sequel coming soon. <laughs> <laughs> sequel coming <laughs> Hopefully soon. Hopefully not. Hopefully not. But yeah, no. But Der Untergang is 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 so good, and but it's so little like known about mm. uh, outside of Europe. In Europe, it's really yeah. seen as a good uh, film. All right. Or like really, um, yeah, like really high upon. But like. And all, and and for me, it's also like like with the German films uh, about Nazism or ju- during uh, or any film for that matter. If it's, an, it's a story taking place in Italy mm. or a story taking place in Norway or in Sweden or whatever, they should have the language of where they speak because that's what happened in the story originally. Mm. Like with Hitler, he spoke German. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> he, yeah. he should talk German in the, in the goddamn film. Yeah, it's like an in Inglorious Bastards. Like, he speaks German. That's why I like really like that yeah. film. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I, that, that's that's the only complaint to the film, really. Mm. I have for now because I love English. It's, it's a good film. Yeah. I'm gonna see it. It turned into a film on. Friday, You're gonna see so. it. Yes, mm-hmm. dude. Yeah. Also, I've seen it already. Oh yeah, you 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 lucky boy. <laughs> It's good. Hell yeah! But Maybe I'll say this: you gotta research mm-hmm. like the Manson murders before you watch it. Though definitely. Oh yeah, yeah I know, I know, I know a little bit about yeah. about it. I've like researched it quite a bit now. It's crazy, like why they did it, and like I, 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 I can't remember too much about why they did it, okay. but I remember they, they did, they, 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 I, I think they were, I remember they murdered uh, the wife of a film director. Yes, Roman Polanski. Yeah. yeah, yeah. like, I can give and, you a quick uh, rundown. Not of the film, but just, like, why they killed him. Um, yeah. Basically, like, I think Marilyn Manson um, wanted to be a musician. So, um, I forgot the name, but the, f- the previous tenants of where Sharon Tate used to live used to, was, like, a record, like, dealer kind of thing. He's, like, a, like a music producer, right? And then he mm-hmm. kind of promised... Charles Manson that oh no, no sorry I didn't say Marlon Manson I meant Charles Manson sorry he promised him like a record label and like his music would get like published and stuff but he kind of mm. like stole his songs and um like obviously Charles Manson was kind of pissed about that and um yeah. and yeah like and so he basically sent these girls to his house um, and told mm-hmm. them to just like kill everyone as brutally as they could, because uh, he thought. I mean, I think he knew that someone else moved into the house afterwards. Like, because obviously um, the music producer he knew he he had moved, 
and Roman Polanski mm-hmm. and Sharon Tate moved into that house after. And yeah, they just killed everyone. Apart from Roman Polanski, who I don't I didn't really know this until recently, but he's actually still at large for um, like sexually abusing like a minor. Mm-hmm. And he's not, you know, in jail yet. He's just fled the country. He's fled the U.S. He's still like a wanted man. But um, yeah, the, uh, the 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 director yeah. died. Which is like crazy. Yeah, <laughs> he's just out in the open. Yeah, he's uh, like he was in Cannes, like in 2016, the Cannes Film Festival. It's yeah, like, yeah. Okay. But he, he, yeah, he he won for best film for the pianist, right? Like that's bizarre. And uh, he won the Oscar for it because they they because they. Wait, he won the Oscars that, for it. Yeah, I think he won. Um, uh, Polans. I'm just gonna find. Okay. Now. I think yeah, I think he won. I think he uh, if I, I I really hope he did it, but yeah, I think he directed. Because uh, you think the pianist, yeah, pianist, yeah. You think like the Screen Acting Guild or like the Directors Guild would like not? No, <laughs> no, because I because I, I, I think I think it's sort of you're supposed to be. I think it's in a way sort of different, like separate the the artist from hmm. the painting, I guess. In a way. Um, I'm just gonna check now because I think he won. Like I said, uh, the pianist in 2002. Yeah, best director. Yeah, all right. In 2002. That's for, interesting. Um, so yeah, um, Harrison Ford actually accepted uh, the award on his behalf. <laughs> that does not make him look good. Yeah, because he wasn't present at the ceremony. Being was he in the film? Being, uh, who? Uh, Harrison Ford. No. Oh, okay. But he be he hosted uh, the words. Oh, uh, that makes year. more sense. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm, yeah. So and the funny thing the is, like how Charles Manson, I think how he kind of got to know the music producers in the first place is he, uh, his girls, one of his girls was like hitchhiking, and mm-hmm. um, the one of the singers or like one of the guys from the Beach Boys actually picked her up, and then yeah, yeah and then. They just the girls just moved into uh, his house, and then they kind of got introduced by the girls, like the Charles Manson and the guy from the Beach Boys, and that's that's crazy. How like yeah, mm, yeah. it's a weird oh. string of events. Mm. But yeah, now that you know that, you'll like you'll uh, appreciate the film more. I reckon like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I'm not gonna yeah. say anything else though. But no, 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 it's enough. But uh, yeah. but, uh, but next yeah, week we gotta talk about that then. That's gonna be our yeah. next episode, definitely. Because I yeah. can't wait. <laughs> and even if, even if you hate the film, I can understand though. Even if you hate it, I'd be like, all right, cool. And we can no, discuss it's, it. It. It's, it's it's good to discuss because like I'm I'm gonna because always when I watch a film, like yeah. if people tell me it's amazing, it's incredible, mm. I sort of I, I I will usually both higher and lower my expectation. My expectations were so high, dude. Like it was so did high. They, but did they meet them or? They exceeded them for me. Oh wow! It's no. so subtle, no. like the stuff he, he's like. I think. Yeah, I think it's gonna be a good film. I'm. I'm. I think it's gonna be a really good film. Oh, dude. But, but uh, but yeah. It, but it's important also to be. Sort of. Uh, skeptical as well. Skeptical, like, because yeah. like, it's like, people fanboying certain things, right? Mm. I I am a fanboy myself of both Tarantino and other directors. Yeah. 
but it's important to sort of try to take an eye from it. Yeah. So like I I I'm a massive Star Wars fan, right? Mm. So I I can I know I can see the issues with them. Yeah. At yeah. some points, same, like same. the original stuff, but I, I I just like put a blind eye to it because I know <laughs> yeah. I I I I don't I I, lo- I love it. All right, just yeah. sh- shut up, mom. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love it, and and it, 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 it's, it's it's so weird there, but. Yeah, uh, I think, and everyone has uh, a soft spot or like a guilty pleasure or something like that. They would just like keep a blind eye to all all the time. Mm-hmm. But um, I just appreciate yeah. like it's in the trailer, but just as like camera work and like the the amount of time he just lets the actors act without like any cuts. It's just amazing. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So he's always done a good job. It's like. Oh my goodness! They haven't cut in like five minutes, yeah, so and they're still yeah. acting. I'm mm-hmm. like, jeez. Yeah. No, oh, yeah. Tarantino is really good, so I'm, I'm yeah. excited. It's like it's because I I kind of get sick of it now, where you see like the over the shoulder mm-hmm. shot constantly, and it's like back and forth, like the whatever, like the yeah, two no, shot. You know, yeah, no, yeah, no. You you gotta stop with that now. It's not. It's, <laughs> it's, it's like, just too much now. <laughs> yeah. It's like oh, mm-hmm. I can see the back it, of his head now. Great. Yeah. Oh, Whereas nice. his is more like the Sergio Leone kind of approach, right? Where yeah. it's just one guy taking up the whole, like you know, screen, and it's just oh, it's just good. No, yeah, exactly. No, it's it's it's, it's, it's really important to to do something different because yeah. because because what Tarantino often does, he takes famous Hollywood actors mm-hmm. and puts them in situations they normally wouldn't act. Yeah, yeah, true, true. So, you know, so well, like, so like actors that. who've kind of lost their touch. And they're like mm. not in great films anymore, and like mm. with John Travolta yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that that reminds me. I, I was on. Uh, so yeah, I was in, I was in Spain uh, mm. uh, two uh, two weeks back, mm-hmm. and um, I have a friend, uh, a family member of my just graduated med med, med school. So he's oh, now a doctor. Yeah. That's a long, long course as well. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. he just finished in. He's a doctor now. So, oh, sweet! Uh, <laughs> he can accept. If you're listening, congrats, dude! <laughs> <laughs> congrats, Kevin. Um, yeah. um, but uh, so we started. He's, he's also a film fan. So we talked about Pulp Fiction, and and oh, I was so disappointed. God, why wasn't the, I invited? <laughs> so yeah, but 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 I wasn't. Um, but so you know the, I was so disappointed to hear that the, you know the famous, uh, needle to the heart thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's not never gonna in a million years happen. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> it's um, you. You can't take adre- adrenaline has nothing to do in the heart mm. or has anything to do in the heart. Like no, true. No you know how I can like uh, defend that? Not defend it, but like explain that scene a bit. Okay, it's a bunch of potheads, so they're not like um, yeah medical experts. So they would mm-hmm. in their head, they're like, well, this might work, sort of. Yeah. So that no, I can explain it like, that way. Yeah. No, yeah. It's, it's, I think it's, it's like a theatrical uh, way of uh, waking her up, I guess. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. But yeah, we, we just need to start the heart, and adrenaline is like fucking yeah, mm-hmm. the heart. Because mm-hmm. um, I'm sure it would work. Like, it, it, it they could show it where it goes up her vein on her wrist, but then it's like, oh, mm-hmm. well, that yeah. kind of sucks. <laughs> but, yeah, it's, it's not like uh, yeah, that would be very boring. Like close up of someone carefully inserting a needle to the <laughs> exactly, arm. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> I could, it could be but, funny, too. I mean, I, I think Tarantino can make it work somehow. He could make that scene work. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know if I can. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He obviously could. But, 
it's it's also interesting. Uh, we 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 had a very long interesting chat. We were, we were it was my cousins and and mm. and and him and my brother and we were we were talking about different like incredible like medical stories he's told like but, but oh, like yeah. both like. We were debunking medical misguidance, like uh, right, right. Uh, defibrillators. Okay. The, the common misuse of them, like uh, people think they can, because in Norwegian we would often like just like translate it to heart starter, like mm. that's the name of it. We would start call it. That sounds cool. Yeah, uh, but you can't start a heart with a defibrillator. Yeah, yeah. So like every scene in every film, you've seen someone flat, lying flat on a hospital bed, and <laughs> like no line, and Claire doing and start the heart. Yeah, that's the biggest no. <laughs> All right, okay. That, that 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 that's not because like because defibrillation, defibrillation is used to do the opposite. It's it's supposed to stop the heart. Mm. Because when your heart is in an irregular pattern, like defibrillating, like it's the 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 rhythm is not is is non-existent. It's just ding 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 ding. It's, it's not. It's like it's spiking random. or yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's random, right? right it's supposed right. to stop the heart for, for for a few seconds oh, okay. to regain a normal heart rhythm. Oh, that's like a reset button almost, right? Yeah, it's, it's a, yeah, it is a reset button. It's to yeah. stop it and and now you'll regain normal. We're pretty rhythm. much our computers. I always find that fascinating we are like living computers in a way mm-hmm. like our brains the cpu the hearts like the power supply yeah and all that stuff it's crazy no it isn't it is interesting yeah <laughs> to look at it i don't know like that but no mm-hmm. but yeah so that's the biggest misguidance of it the defibrillation right uh, and it's meant and to, it, it, if you don't put the gel on it kills you right pretty much yeah it's a lot of stuff like you you need to be trained in it because you can really if someone just like collapses and you because he's choking or like he's passed out and you yeah. <laughs> and you put out <laughs> the fuck you can kill him like with the shock and or like explode the heart or something it's like no. it's quite a big deal but but yeah because everyone at school thinks because we have defibrillators at our school I remember uh, oh, high wow, school okay we had we had them like right outside our classroom. I remember. Oh, crazy! We were and we were always oh yeah. So yeah, if someone was like pass out, uh, the, the the teacher <laughs> is, is is taught because the teacher are taught with them, but I but I don't think they're really because yeah they're 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 not supposed to be used in that way to start the heart. They can't they, they cannot start a heart. Are the teachers meant to use it? Yeah, they are the only ones like or like personnel or something. Someone is who's qualified. They need what to if- take a course. What if like the kid dies? That's such a <laughs> that sucks so much. Yeah, exactly. Parents exactly. would be like, "Thanks for nothing." Yeah, exactly. It's so so weird because the only the only way to start a heart again is with this CPR. Yeah, yeah. That's that's what it's for. Reminds me of a funny story. Like I was at this like um, mm-hmm. college fair. You know how where you have to sign up for like different sports clubs and whatnot. Yeah. And they had like this dummy on the floor. And mm. you got like a free pen. I feel like yeah, if you if you like did a CPR on the thing, and I was like, nah, I'm good. I don't want to do it. But then random <laughs> people around me like were pressuring me like crazy to do it. And I'm mm. so stubborn. I still didn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny though, because like like people I didn't know, they were like, come on, do it, do it. Like you know how they do that, like the fake yeah, cheer. Yeah, like yeah. come on, you can do that. I was like, nah, I'm good. I th- <laughs> I th- I think it's really important to every kid to, or everyone, whoever you are, you should learn CPR. Oh yeah, I think that's gonna bite me in the end, like, but 
thing. No, <laughs> Someone's going to be is. dying. I'm like, oh, crap, I should have <clears> done it. No, yeah, because, like, um, I'm not sure how bad it is to you, but, like, we, we, we live on the coast here. Yeah. So, if someone's drowning... Because cause what, what usually happens is you can find a man washed up on a beach or what? in the... In, in the <laughs> in the sea and you need to rescue him or something yeah and or he's, he's unconscious and what do you need to do is like so that you need to keep because when you're doing the CPR mm. you you'll uh, push on the heart to mm -hmm. beat so you'll beat the heart for him and you'll breathe into his mouth to regain air supply yeah. to your brain and you'll do this all the way until medical personnel arrives to keep him alive. Yeah. So that's what you're doing. So it's very tiring. So I think it's very important because that it that's really like you're saving someone's life if you do it. Mm. I think adrenaline kicks into you as well as you're doing it. Yeah. Like, oh my yeah, god. Yeah, yeah. Even if you're tired, you'll still keep going. I bet. Yeah, because you know, like if I stop, I'm gonna. He's dead. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I'm just reminds gonna, me of uh, sorry, like. Before I forget, there was this video mm. that I saw this, like, um, mm. hand glider kind of thing. I don't know if you saw it, but there was this instructor forgot to put the harness, like, attach the harness mm. onto, um, like, this dude who's gonna, um, the hand glide. And he was hanging, like, obviously, and then he, and they take off and he starts, like, sliding off the thing. And mm. they're, like, sky high almost, right? And this guy holds on to it for, like, 2 minutes and 14 seconds. Mm -hmm. And usually, like, because, um, you know, in, like, Thorpe Park and, like, theme parks, they've got those scams where if you hang for two minutes, you get, like, a prize or whatnot. Mm -hmm. um, it's like, yeah, you shouldn't really be able to do that, but he was able to do it because, obviously, like, your life's on, like, literally in your hands. <laughs> so, yeah, he's, mm -hmm. like, hanging on to it. Uh, but then he survives, mm -hmm. though, so, yeah. Yeah. I saw that. I was like, damn. Uh, the, the the most cr incredible medical, like, someone's saving someone, like, uh, um, a personnel. Yeah. So, uh, my friend, family friend, uh, or a distant relative or something, uh, right. he when he went, uh, he talked, he talked, he talked about the um, the most incredible med medics, uh, medical story he heard. Okay. About someone surviving. Right. Uh, after, uh, so he. At his university, they were, they were taught about this story. Uh, it was so it was a man who had fallen down a metal cage or something. I can't remember what it was. Okay. But, but basically, what happened was that his chest got ripped open. Whoa. And his heart got ripped in two. What? Okay. So the first thing the medical responder, the close one, was by what he did. He took his hand inside his guts, right? Oh my goodness! And he and he squeezed the heart together with like the two the two pieces, right? And and uh, rotated it once to like keep it tight, okay. and then he pressed it like heartbeat all what? the way until he pumped medical. it. Yeah, he pumped it manually, holding the heart. That guy until, deserves an award. That's some fuck, and he, and and the guy survived. He pumped his heart. Until medical supply arrived and stitched the heart back up. They Holy! Need, that guy needs to. He owes his life to him, pretty much. Jesus Christ! If like, someone saved me like that, I would do anything for them. Of course. Oh my yeah. god! Like that. That's. 
even if just someone just saves your life, you uh, you, yeah. you you owe everything. But I'm sure the guy was like, yeah, you know, it's cool. Like the paramedic was like, yeah, it's nothing. I, th- I think it was I think it was quite incredible because like that's yeah. not that that's not something you learn in medical school that that, that you can do that. Yeah, exactly. So you, you do it on the spot, like and and it just happened because you just use logic. Like, the most important thing is to keep the to keep the heart flowing and the blood mm, flowing. Mm. So, damn, that's smart. Like I don't know if I would think of that. Like, well, that's like instinct as well in a bit, right? Yeah, it's no, like, yeah, it's pure bit, adrenaline yeah. instinct. Yeah, like the, yeah. he didn't think he, he he wouldn't know if it would work if it would, but he's trying something, you know. So, mm, mm. and that's the most important part, I think. It's, how did uh, this? How did this chest get, get cut open? Do you know? Yeah, I, he fell down something, or I can't remember. It's, uh, it's probably like spikes, or like a yeah, it was, it, was, it was a spike or a saw or something. I can't remember. I'm. Damn. M- the story might be actually online because that sounds incredible, but yeah, yeah, uh, it must be. Uh, no one would believe it too if he said it. Like, <laughs> like everyone would be like, "Yeah, whatever." But he'd be like, "No, yeah. really, my heart was literally split open." No, yeah, yeah, that's Damn. oh my god. So yeah, I actually found an article here. Yeah, so oh, Doctor Mir- yeah, Doctor Miracle saves men's lives by pumping his heart by hand. Holy crap! Oh my goodness, damn! Uh, oh my god! Uh, um, what do you call it? Uh, when did this happen? Uh, 2014, I think. Yeah. Wow. Or or around there. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> okay, so yeah. Okay, so yeah. Okay, so this might be another story because I'm not mm. sure. Because I think I think my friend uh, described it a little bit differently, but or he didn't give the entire detail. It's just the heart part. Yeah. But apparently, it might just be uh, that the doctor miras- miraculously saved a man's life by opening his chest himself. That he opened the chest. Right. Right. And, oh. Uh, okay. 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 Because uh, he was stabbed in the heart. Uh, so That's he. That's not uh, cool. Who does that? Yeah, pumped up. So he uh, started pumping his uh, heart by hand. Yeah. Uh, yes, stab book was stabbed through the heart, and it was a critical condition when he arrived at the hospital. Uh, hmm. Ian calling quickly, not having a transfer to patient operation in the grass, uh, and the team began to operate. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> That's a stupid. Uh, so, so the doctor's his name is Thomas, and he said, We have located the whole. We have, we have, so he said, we have located the hole in the heart. This, the heart is now working again. We're mm. going to save this man on the eighth, uh, eighth uh, minute mark. <laughs> now, that's some like Neil Armstrong quote. Oh One small God. step for mankind. That's kind of like the same. I'm gonna f- what country is this? Because uh, is it? Uh, I'm gonna find it now. Um, I think it was. Um, no, that was not. There we go. Hmm. It's in uh, Iceland. Yeah, it was Iceland. Yeah. Iceland. Oh, cool. I want to visit Iceland. Actually, it's like one of my destinations. Oh. It's like old, old Norwegians there. Oh, cool. No, because like uh, Iceland used to be a colony of Norway. Oh, that's cool. The Vikings. So they actually speak like uh, old, uh, old Norse. There. Oh wow! I can imagine it being like Skyrim. Honestly. <laughs> no, a, no, no. Uh, I think a lot of uh, both ter- terrain-wise and language-wise and mythology-wise, it's uh, sort of based upon it. I think. Yeah. Because hmm. I'm kind of I've been watching like these Dungeons and Dragons videos on YouTube recently, 
mm. and that kind of like the whole Skyrim like mythol like Norse mythology kind of works into it, but mm. with like dragons and stuff. So I, I'm, <laughs> I'm getting into it. No, yeah, no. Have you, have you played really Dungeons and Dragons, by the way? I want to play that. I, I really want to play that, and we should play that. <laughs> yeah. I actually saw like I was in town, like uh, near where I live. Mm -hmm. And there was like this game shop that just opened up, and I looked inside quickly, and there's mm -hmm. people that actually have playing like card games and like board wow. games and stuff. I was like, "Whoa, what year is this?" <laughs> it was like the nineties oh, almost. Oh, I love that though. Yeah, that was cool. It was like the, the whole shop, like front entrance, was covered with like Monopoly and like all these other board games. Like, mm -hmm. um, yeah, like some of some I've like mostly I've n I haven't even seen like. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, but I was like, wow, that's cool. Mm. Oh, yeah, it's, it's amazing. <laughs> Maybe it will have to, who knows? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think this is the first podcast where we actually have just almost just talked about the film. Oh, yeah, true, true. For, for the majority, I think we talked an hour about the film. We're getting so better. I think, I think, I think we're, we're getting better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah no, it's, it's hard, yeah. though, because like, I'm like that. I kind of <clears throat> think about. 10 things at once and I'm yeah, like yeah 10, ten, ten, 10 things at once and it's also it's it's sort of hard to talk about a film all the way because yeah. you sort of don't know what to talk about because like if you're just describing the entire film you're not really hmm. putting anything into it then you can just like go watch the film <laughs> exactly so, yeah so we're trying to always find something to talk about about the film like debating like talking about like the people the, the, the real people like Alan Turing talking about mm -hmm. the, his, his death in, the, in this court and uh, like what happened outside and of yeah. course a, a, a bit behind the scenes and and uh, and uh, about uh, maybe going a bit more into deep uh, into in the, in the depth of the films like mm -hmm. to an analyze a bit more than you would yeah. do yourself uh, just sitting watching the film I guess yeah uh, the thing with so. this film like the cinematography wasn't insane but it didn't need to be it was almost like a biography kind of so I was like okay I'll, I'll let it pass like there's no crazy yeah. camera tricks or anything like that no yeah but it's still good though yeah I so, recommend uh, it yeah so what okay what okay out of 10 what would you give I'd say but well, I guess if I had to say I'll, I'll just say like I'll say this film's like a 7 or an 8 mm -hmm. but it depends for me it depends on the day and depends on who I watch it with okay uh, but I'd say seven or eight, definitely. Yeah. More so on the yeah. eight. Yeah, I think I think I think I would give the film an eight. Yeah. May I would I, I would maybe go for a nine mm. if uh, if um... no. You know what? I'm gonna go, I'm gonna give it because I'm not sure what a ten would be yet. <laughs> but I, so yeah. so I'm I'm gonna give it an eight eight and a half because I'm not sure what nine and ten are yet. But yeah, it, yeah. it's a really good film. And uh, highly recommend people seeing it. Yeah, true. true. Uh, so 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 good soundtrack true. and direction is really good in the film. Ben mm -hmm. and uh, Kieran Knightley uh, and the others are incredible. And the others, yeah. Mm. And the others, I can't ramp up the entire people. <laughs> same, <laughs> same. <laughs> same. <laughs> no, yeah, no, it's it's really uh, it's really something. <laughs> mm. oh, definitely. Uh, I was thinking but, like. What we could do in the future as well is like take recommendations from people. Like the more people that start listening, so yeah. you could like do a poll yeah. on like Facebook or something like that. I mean, I haven't sorted those pages out yet, but in the future we'll have like Facebook pages and stuff like that, so that people could vote. 
Yeah, like, like yeah. either yeah, because either we can do re- new releases or we can do old releases. So yeah, people could suggest films, and we're also gonna. I think next next episode we're probably definitely gonna discuss the Tarantino film. Hell and, yeah! And, and you probably love it. just for, just the music, yeah. dude. Just the music. Oh yeah, I know. I know the music is good, yeah. and uh, and all prob- and probably maybe the other Tarantino films to sort of see how, how they compare and. Uh, yeah, we gotta uh, we gotta do like all the Lord of the Rings films, Star Wars, Tarantino films. Yeah, we have we have a lot of content left, I think. <laughs> and hey, so, at least this podcast will be listened to by more than that CD that's floating in the galaxy, the vinyl CD. Do you know about yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So more people have listened to this than mm-hmm. that. So yeah, no. So so I think we, I think the first episodes we we're gonna at least just go through the, the films films that we either mm. like or mm. hate and we yeah. can sort of uh, see the room but, uh, yeah the <laughs> <laughs> you gotta do that oh the room and and, and other stuff but 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 i think we also got to see if like uh, i think we got to see if to organize a system in a way that i like i like how we're having a plan meeting with the audience now which <laughs> yeah. is like <laughs> you're a part of this you're a part of this because no good whether you like it or not yeah, because I think it's good to talk about the film first for uh, for an hour or so, and then yeah. the rest we could talk about other, um, or like talk about the film, then talk about another topic, and then another topic mm. again. Yeah. So, because like the first episode, I think we did quite well. We talked about uh, Star Sport and then uh, the general calm, uh, general knowledge, and all. And we and saw all how stupid stuff. I am. Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> we could. We I think we could go be, a bit more behind the scenes, maybe. Yeah, like we could uh, do that too. Yep, yeah, yep. a bit more behind the scenes with the production, and so we would like talk about the entire story and then talk about the real events of the story, maybe if there is one. And uh, yeah, and uh, those guys at like the production see. team don't get as much recognition, do they? Exactly. No. Yeah. So they really yeah. should, and uh, yeah. and so always interesting. Yeah. And, and of course, so I can talk about the film <laughs> like in Norway. Yep, yep. <laughs> but I think Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, that might be a four hour episode. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> I'm breaking down everything the credits, <laughs> the, the font. <laughs> no, yeah, we're going to go deep. need a lot of coffee for that one. Uh, I think yeah, I think my Star Wars episode is going to be uh, the 24 <laughs> hour ma- marathon stream. <laughs> yes, yes. I don't, I don't mind that, honestly. Yeah. I don't mind that. <laughs> No, no, we, we could, uh, we could see, him. and and also maybe like, um, so I think this will at least be a weekly thing, hopefully, don't you think? Mm. Yeah, so a weekly episode. So th- I'm not sure if this web episode is going to be released today to this week or if it should be next week, but um, yeah, no, should, it, this this web should it should be actually released this week, hopefully, because then we can talk about Tarantino like a bit when the film comes out. Yeah, definitely for for UK audiences at least. Yep, yep. Because I agree. Right. Yeah. But yeah, that was yep. it for the third episode of What the Film. What the Film. <laughs> I, th- I think I think it's kind of cool because like we talk about what okay so we talk about the film and then we talk about what the fuck uh, other things we took we can come up with. <laughs> yeah, true, true, true. Um, uh, it took us months. <laughs> so how no. smart we are. <laughs> no, so um, I think yeah. it's very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh wait, wait, no, no, wait, wait, wait. We talked about this. All right, so look, so this will this is a star is born, a tribute Ooh. to our first episode.
Tell me something, girl. <laughs> Are you happy in this modern world? Or do you need more? <laughs> Is there something else you're searching for? I'm falling. Just imagine your parents being like, "What? The heck <laughs> I think is there's going a concert on? going down down here." <laughs> so Playing you know to the rats. So yeah, that's the. the I'm basement. not gonna do the. I'm gonna, not gonna do more of that to embarrass myself. I just uh, had to prove to you that you can know the song. I know. And, uh, that's a good song. So I'm gonna end. I'm, I'm gonna end on a good note by actually showing off a song. Ah, just, good note. Can, I, nice one. I'm gonna. <laughs> so I'm gonna end it on a good note when I can with, with a song I can actually play a bit more better. I think. Nah, you're you're good at that, dude. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> better than me. Everyone's better than you, Ishan. True. <laughs> it's <laughs> actually true. <laughs> okay, here we go. All right, I think that should be the episode for today. Um, keep talking. Alright. This is your this is your outro music. Yeah. Oh, okay. Alright, <laughs> well, well hopefully you'll listen to us next week guys. Adios and thank you for listening. Goodbye. <laughs>